Hallelujah. Wow. To God be the glory this morning. Isn't it good? I want to give God the glory. Isn't it good? Isn't it good? Isn't it good? All my life you have been. Can you sing that? been so, so good, with every breath that I am made, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love you, Lord. Sing all my life, all my this morning Father we thank you I don't know if this person is here in person or you are watching online is a coverture of the spine it's a coverture of the spine as I sat there the Lord began to show me that I, in the name of Jesus be healed thank you Lord for a miracle in the name of Jesus Another person has heart, still a heart problem. And the way I'm looking at it, I'm not, uh, it's like a valve that is either weak or needs to be tightened. 
But if your heart isn't working well, receive your miracle in the name of Jesus. This morning, the Lord showed me a number of women carrying babies here. You, you lined up, you are holding them in your hands. You know, when the Lord tells us to declare a word, you know, there's a declaration, there's a prophetic word. I was in a church in Norway. <clears throat> At that time, the, this lady was a youth pastor. And she was sitting in the congregation. The Lord said, go and tell her that um, she's going to have a baby. I said, Lord, let's do it after the service. You know. The Lord said, do it now because the unction is on you now. So I said it. There was a journalist in the church that met her and said, this guy said, you're going to have a baby. Are you pregnant? He said, no. But you know. That baby is there now. If God gives a word over you, and you know it's you, the things of God are not hard, though. Don't let anybody complicate gospel for you. They are not hard. It's the vehicle is just to receive. DHL came to your house. Your name is on the parcel. You say, Lord, I receive. Just say, Lord, I receive. If you are one of those women, please, who is... You are one of those that you are looking to carry your own baby. I want you to lift your hand. Wherever you may be, just lift that hand and just wave it to God. Just wave it to God. Just wave it to God. You are one of the women, 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 raise your hand. Women, women, raise your hand. I will give you one minute to worship, to see that boy, that girl in your own arms. I'll give you one minute to just do that. That is, now you can leave this service and get home and write it down and say, this is what happened to me on that day. When you date your miracle, you can always go back to it. So do that for one more minute. Just wave your hand and thank the Lord for it. Daddy, we are grateful this morning. We are grateful this morning. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Heartborn ulcer, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Heartborn and ulcer, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This morning, we're going to um, be teaching on the manifestation of the sons of God manifestation of the sons of God. Your peace is not complete until you are what God wants you to be or what he intended you to be. Hallelujah. And I would like to, um, when I wrote the book, The Shaking and the Glory, last year, one of the things the Lord said to me in 2019, and I want to repeat it to you as well, he said many things will happen in our world. You can go online and find a prophecy. I prophesied about this shaking. And the Lord said that 
you will not pay with your life what Jesus paid for with his blood. Can you say that with me? I will not pay with my life what Jesus paid for with his blood. Can you say it one more time? Everything we have is on the basis of the blood. Everything we have. Like I said to you yesterday, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, you can put value on this pulpit here, this podium. You can put dollar value, yen value, pound value, and anybody can come and put money on it. But if the value paid on it is blood from eternity, nobody can buy it. I said, nobody can buy it. That's why I say you are redeemed not with corruptible things as silver and gold. The price paid for you is full, is eternal, it is not something earthly. So whatever is flying in this world, because a heavenly price has been paid, it is useless for you using your life to pay for something that heaven has already paid for. You can't pay in an eternity with your life. What Jesus paid for with his blood. Am I making sense to somebody here? Remember that. Anytime something shows up, just remember that your eternal payment was made and nothing on earth. And if they want to get you, you, you people that are afraid of witches and wizards and all this kind of thing, they must go, no altar on the earth, no altar in the atmospheric heaven, no altar in the stellar heaven. They must go to the throne of God for them to be able to remove the blood and then get to you. It's impossible. When a witch wants to kill you, just start laughing. It's a waste of time. It's not a prayer point. Don't do all night on that. There are better things to do all night for. Hallelujah to Jesus. So go with me, if you will, this morning to Romans chapter number 8. Well, the KJV says, verse 19, please. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestations of the sons of God... Uh, the Passion Translation says the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Have you, when celebrities come around, people want to snap with them. The Bible is saying the whole creation, they are waiting to snap with you. They are waiting to see what you are carrying. You know, there are some cars that will stop the show. Everybody is driving past. A car will pass. Everybody will just pause. God wants to put up a show with you in this end time. Some things I will say this morning, you will need to chew on them a bit. Some you will need to pray on it. But they are true and they will help you. The easy translation says, the whole universe that God has made now waits for something great to happen. Everything is waiting with hope to find out who God's children really are. The Amplified Classic, um, verse 19, in fact, verse 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth being compared 
with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us and for us and conferred on us. For even the whole creation, all nature, waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known, waits for the revealing, the disclosing of their sonship. I got saved in secondary school in Form 2 in 1976. That is uh, a few years ago. <laughs> okay. When you say that, people want to say, Grandpa, no, I'm still a young man. Anyway, but that's the truth. And when I got saved, you know, I told you I'm from a Baptist background. A few years later, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, even before I got into the university. I began to see the hand of God powerfully in my life. And one of the passion I really have is to see Christians released into all they can be. So the things I'll be saying will be coming from that. I want you to have a holy dissatisfaction. A holy dissatisfaction that says, ah, no. There's more in me than what I'm doing. Hallelujah to Jesus. There's a prophecy Papa Hagen gave because of time, but I think I put it on our ministry page or something, but you can also find it. It was from the prayer seminar, April 28, 1983. That prophecy is still in our future, not in our past, because it hasn't happened yet. When all this shaking was happening, what the Lord told me was that there's a glory that is coming. Amen. There's a glory that is coming. The devil knows his time is short. He's throwing all kinds of things. But God is going to use this time and season to prepare you and I for a greater glory. In that prophecy that Kenneth Hagin gave, part of it says that um, you have not seen the revival of divine healing that you are about to see. Oh, Yes. You saw those that I raised up. You've seen men and women mightily used of my spirit. I sent them forth as a pilot program to train you. We are going to train you to do the things you saw last night in your house, in your office, in the main road. But many just looked at them and lifted them up, and some of them were lifted up in pride, and the anointing left them, and some became money-minded and lost the anointing. But there will arise a group in this day that's a brand new breed that will not be greedy or filthy looker. They will not be wanting to attract attention unto themselves. They will care less whether God uses them. They rather God will use you and God will not just use ministers. He will use laymen. Let me skip again. Part of that prophecy says, Men will see the glory of God. A cloud will hang over certain congregations even the church building for days at a time. And everybody that passes by, sinner and saints alike, will say, well, what in the world is that? I've never seen anything like that before. That's the manifestation of the sons of God. How many of you want to see more of God in your life? You know, anybody can gather a club. What differentiates What differentiates the church from a club is the supernatural element. It's good to be nice. One day the, the, the governor was coming to our church. And the way we worship in our church, 
not this administration, another administration, people are lying down on the floor, poor women are like, ah, here is it's chaos. So I was I was trying to I was trying to delay the worship. I said, during praise, if this man can just come, he will greet the people, he will leave. So I kept delaying, but no protocol. They no come on time. They no come on time. After that, I just said, enter worship, Jerry. So we entered worship. And I didn't tell the church anything. As usual, you see sisters on the floor. Those who are crying, those who are rolling, those who are being slain. Men were, oh, you would think. But if you remove the presence of God from your church, I don't want to come to your church. You must be careful with this seeker-sensitive nonsense where we are so afraid of the Holy Ghost showing up in a meeting. Thank God for pastor and it's their wife. They are not afraid if the Holy Ghost shows up in their church. Some churches, we can't have what happened last night because they are too careful. That's a club. Well, the, the gentleman came in. The gentleman came in. Me, I was a bit nervous, like, ah, see people, I say, God. We, did, we don't even look dignified, self. People everywhere, the ones that were crying, the ones that were shouting, the ones that were blabbing. Do you know this man came in? He's a Catholic, by the way. He came in like this. Because when Holy Ghost is in a place, he doesn't need your help. The man felt God, he, he tiptoed like this. He sat down. I didn't need to say anything. He had a divine encounter himself. Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be order and things like that. But I believe I'm talking to a more mature audience. Amen. What Papa Hagin professed here, if we walk, want to walk in this kind of glory, we must be craving the presence of God. Insane in the spirit. I was doing an online a Zoom meeting for an apostolic network in the UK from my house. And as I was speaking, I began to see the revival that is coming. I saw hands that were amputated grow out literally in the spirit. That's where we are going. Oh. <laughs> I said, that's where we are going. And you are going to be involved in it. You are going to be involved in it. You can get that prophecy um, online. So, um, but another thing Papa Higgins said there is that, um, is that it is going to be fueled by prayer. It's going to be fueled by prayer. And so one of the key to the manifestation of the sons of God is personal intimacy with the Father and staying full of the Holy Ghost. Personal intimacy with the Father. What does that mean? There's nothing that can be born without intimacy. Everything from the Holy Ghost is born. That means you've got to have a relationship. You've got to have, you know, like those of you who received Holy Ghost last night, make that prayer language part of your life. Just, just pray. Just let it. You don't have to be shouting. Just under your breath. Have a time. Bible says a, a, a great while before morning, Jesus will do what? He will rise up. 
to go and pray. Is there an amen somewhere in this house today? A great while before morning, he will get up. You see, there's one baptism, but there are many feelings. Yes, Acts 1, 8, they were, uh, 2, 4, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. You read again the book of Acts, and they, uh, they prayed and they were filled. Ephesians 5, 18 to 20, be, be not drunk with wine wherein in his excess, but be what? Continually filled with the Holy Ghost. When you used to drink, how many bottles makes you drunk? Don't pretend and be looking at me like that. I asked one guy, say 12. Well, the thing is, Stay full. I said, stay full. Stay full. It says, speaking to yourselves, Ephesians 5, 18 to 20, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, giving thanks. Be not drunk with wine when it is excess, but be continually, be continually filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, you, you, the Bible says in Acts 1, 8, you shall receive power, dunamis. We get the word dynamo. He said in, in Mark 16, this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. We have authority to use his name, but we also have the power to back up the authority. If I raise my hand as a police officer, for example, if I, if I were a police officer and I raise my hand, I don't have the power to hold that car. I'm using my authority. As a youth copper, I will not mention the village. It might be your hometown. I've never been in a more demonic place than that, so I won't call the name. Pastor is already looking at me. This town, you are sitting in a room, and a head will come out of the wall and speak, conk Yoruba to you. People that visit me from you, they don't stay. They say, Brosty, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. What's up? He said, a head just came out of, of your room and spoke to me. Long story short, one day they were having a festival where they dragged a live goat as a sacrifice through the town and it would bleed to death and it, there must be total darkness. But I was a visitor, I didn't know, so I left my electricity on. And I'm telling you, all those masqueraders, witch doctors, cults people, they surrounded my place and started cursing me with incantation. You know some incantations say, the sound alone, the way the vowels and the consonants and the guttural sound, the way they will be alliterating and colliding with each other, the hair on the back of your neck will stand, even if there's no power in it. If I tell you I was not afraid, that would be a lie. I was scared. I was shaking. But you see, you have to build a relationship with God by constantly being in tune with the Word, being in tune with the Holy Ghost. It's a luxury to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That you can talk to the God of heaven 24-7, even as you are seated there. Somebody says, stay connected. Now, how many of you have a phone here? Raise your phone up. How many of you, your phone is on silent right now? Right. But you know you can get an alert. You can get an email. You can... That's how it is with the Holy Ghost. Once you stay connected, you can be here and be in America at the same time. Sometimes I'm, I sit in church like this and I'm far. You just stay connected. And the simple tool is learn to talk in tongues. You know, people say, somebody even said to me, I prefer my native language. What I'm saying, I don't understand. You know why God has to bypass your mind? 
Because most of the things, if you are praying from your mind, you will not do it. For example, you are praying and in your mind, and you say, God says, I want you to give uh, uh, X amount of money to the church. You say, Who? I bind you in Jesus' name. That's why you have to pray in tongues. It has to come from your heart. Be intimate with the Holy Ghost. Spend quality time in the Word. You want to go places with God? Can I see your hand if you want to go places with God? Now, let me tell you that story. These guys began to tell me to go blind in Yoruba. There was no pastor around. I was a little pastor in that place. I just don't be crusade there. So I began to... The only scripture I could remember. You don't need a hundred scriptures. You only need one that is revealed to your heart. Only one. No weapon formed against me. When I started quoting it, it was not strong. I was... I was no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Because, man... <laughs> the devil told me, you have gone too far. About 70 guys surrounded me, oh. Life, no vision, life. There's a God in heaven over your life. I said, there's a God in heaven over your life. These were some of the things that brought me to where I am today. Some of you, when there's one small problem, you want to backslide. Backslide and do what now? The shaking is to manifest the glory. That's why there's a shaking, because there's a glory. I shake, oh. But I saw something I have never seen before. And I have never seen since that time. Dear brothers and sisters, it was not rainy season. But I began to first, I started hearing the sound of thunder. Me, I even thought maybe they started shooting. When I looked, lightning was coming down in front of me, in front of this, where these people stood, just restricted there. They began to run helter-skelter. The Oba came to my small place the next morning. He said, young man, Peleo, ah, these people won't die. Hey, how did you survive it? I said, it is Jesus. I, ha- I led that man to Christ, and I have a church in that place today. Somebody give him glory. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. Somebody give him praise. In those times, the oil you are trying to drink will not help you. It is the word of God that is here. That may be prophetic use of some of those things, but don't turn into a religion. Some of you cannot go out until you have one thing that you have tied. You're going for an interview, you hold it in. Where is the word? Where is the word? Where is the word? Is somebody still here with me today? Hallelujah to Jesus. Stay connected. Stay online. I was in, I was in, uh, we have a church plant in Romania, and I was visiting them one time. And um, long story short, I met this man and his, the guy who was leading at the time, uh, the sister and her husband downstairs. He said, Come, the mother was sick. So we were going to go to the other, the third or fourth floor to pray for her. When we met these people downstairs, they were smoking a cigarette. And when, they, when, I, when, when I tried to greet them, they just popped it in my face. I said, even if you don't even like me, I didn't, it's just greeting. You don't have to answer. You will now pour a cigarette in my face. So anyway, eventually, 
decided to shake my hand. This is a living, this is a true story. As the lady grabbed my hand to shake, she held my hand so tight, I started screaming. I didn't understand. So I was asking the man that, ah, leave my, you have poor cigar in my face. I didn't react. Now, shake hand again. You are not letting my hand go. It was an accidental discharge. She had had a back problem for years. The moment she held me, she was healed. God will be healing people through your life without you even knowing. The days of the shadow of people healing people is coming back to the church. The, Jesus is not coming back for a church that is frightened of the devil, that cannot do anything. He's coming back for a glorious church and you are going to manifest in this time in the name of Jesus. One lawyer in our church, I'm sure he doesn't mind me, me mentioning his name, Barista Ogidi. One day he was just in his office and something kept telling him, go home. He said, I just left home, go home. I just left home, go home. I just left home. Anyway, he decided to go home. When he got back home, somebody had left the gas on. So gas had filled. Had the children come back from school and somebody struck a match, they would have lost that house. You have to, the Holy Ghost, eh? The Holy Ghost, if you want to know how God is moving, if you want to know the direction of the wind, it's not that houses are moving, no. If houses are moving, you better run. You look at the leaves. The way God will start leading you that is sitting here is through those gentle promptings of the Holy Ghost. Like telling your husband, I am sorry. Amen. Don't drive for church. <laughs> I like to know, I, I contribute to this place. You can't just. Pepe, pepe, pepe. I'm talking to a Christian, so. Or you, the man, telling your wife, My dear, I messed up last. Just forgive me. My father was not apologizing to my mother. Which Bible are you reading? And which village are you from? It will be those little, little things. Learning to walk in love. As a young undergraduate, I used to be, I used to, when people say God spoke to them, me, I don't know what you, you are after. But what me I'm after is just more of God. All the rest is jara. Whatever you are looking for in God is what you will get. Some people are not passionate about things of God. Hey, God, you can do what you like. That is me. That's my life. I dream it. I sleep it. I pray it. I cry it. But we have a generation today that our purpose has been so distorted. It's good to be blessed. Amen? And live well. But if that's all you are here for, some unbelievers are doing far better than the best of us. Frank talk. Hallelujah. So one of the early days, eh, I will ask God, where will I meet my friends when I go out this morning? There's a hall. Uh, that, that clock. That, is it, what do you call that hall in Ibadan? Eh? Trenchard Hall. There's a clock there. I don't know if it's still there. And God, one time God showed me the clock would be exactly on this, 10 a.m. So I will look at my time. I trained myself to hear God. Why are you going to school? You spent how many years in school? You have to train your spirit by doing the word, by walking in love, by instantly obeying the voice of your spirit. And I will leave my room five minutes before time, and I will get there exactly the time. I say, guys, how are you? I say, ah, how do you know we're here? I said, the Holy Ghost told me. Told me to have begun to move small, small. 
every time you obey God, you get stronger on the inside. Some of you, God has been telling you for ages, join the sanitation team in the church. Join this one in the church. I don't have time. I don't have... This morning, we are talking as family. Praise God. Another important key. Spiritual brokenness must be a daily occurrence in your life. John chapter 12, verse 23 and 24. And Jesus answered them saying, The hour is come that the Son should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. What is... Um, Jesus was saying, I'm going to be glorified, but it's going to happen by me dying. Now, we are already dead with Christ. We are risen with him in our spirit, but your flesh is not born again. How many of you agree your flesh is not born again? All right. If I say slap your neighbor, we'll find out now. Some of them, before you even slap, they have blocked. The karate thing will come into their head. They will tackle you straight. So the flesh is not saved. And that flesh you have to crucify, put it down. Hallelujah. I'm talking about manifestation. God, in your flesh dwelleth nothing good. The world does not want to see my flesh. They want to see the God that I carry. There was a time when you say you are born again. People can leave you a million naira and say, they can even just sell you. You don't sign anything. Now, you better have a contract drawn by professional lawyers. Otherwise, your brother can become your worst enemy. But you will manifest in the name of Jesus. I said you will manifest in the name of Jesus. You see the donkey that Jesus rode into Jerusalem. Remember that story? If you look at it in the book of Mark, I'll give you the passage. It's in Mark 11 from verse 1. From verse 7, And they brought the call to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat up upon him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches of the trees and strode in the way. And they that went before, and they that followed Christ, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. I was preaching in one country. God moved so much. By the day, time I came the next morning, I found that my photographs had been enlarged. Like, you know, and they were selling them. Now, if, you are, if your flesh is not dead and you are not spiritually intelligent or you're a carnal man, you think you have arrived, that's the way for God to do bye-bye to you. So I told the big man of God, I said, sir, he said, no, 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 you are going to get a lot of euros like this. I said, I don't want that kind of euro. Your flesh, Jesus must increase and you must decrease. I came with my amen and hallelujah, oh. I said, I came with my amen and hallelujah this morning, oh. Because the glory is in adding vessel, and that vessel has to die. It has to be cracked for the glory to come. You cannot light a candle and put it under a bushel. The world is waiting to see the Jesus that you carry. They are not waiting to see your flesh. They are not waiting to see my flesh. They want to see the God that is on my inside. Is there an amen somewhere in this house today? Because you know what? We have a lot of smoke 
in the church, but no fire. Because the flesh, if you take a, a, a mango, uh, take mango, what you plant is that inner seed there. That's where the life is. That shell has to go down. This is a shell. This thing, it is a baggage. And every day it wants to do what it wants to do. It wants to be this. It wants to be that. It wants to be I. It wants to be that. Those are the things you are going to say, God, if there's any way my flesh is in conflict with your will in my life, let my flesh be put down. Most problems in marriages will be over. Most problems in churches will not even be there. The Bible says, in the day that Isaac was weaned, that Abraham threw a party. Samuel was not brought onto Shiloh until he was weaned. There are things in our flesh that are limiting the glory of God, and we must put it down. Amen. Amen. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who gave his life for me. Uh, let me illustrate with you. Stand up. Stand up. Look at these two guys. Let's imagine it's not prophetic. It's just illustration. Hmm? Let's imagine that this man, what's your name, sir? Huh? Dola? Shola? Shola? And Muiwa? Okay. Let's imagine that Shola, the doctor says your heart, physical heart, you need a new heart. And your friend, Muiwa, says, I love you. You are my brother. I will give you my heart. Isn't that a nice guy? There's only, eh? <laughs> you know, you can give one kidney because you have two. But the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only. That's why I'm using heart, because there's only one. Mui, why are you married? Wife, you day here? If he wants to give his heart, your wife will say, think about it. <laughs> so they go to the operating table and they take his heart and uh, Shola is excited. This guy is gone. But before he gives you the heart, it's with a proviso. He says to you, listen, friend, anything I want to do with my life that I wanted to do, if I wanted to be a missionary to Iraq, you will go. If I wanted to <laughs> if I wanted to give all my things to the poor, that's what happened when you accepted Jesus Christ. That gospel they used to tell people that once to come to Jesus, there will be no problem. It's a lie. Because Galatians 2.20 says, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. The heart that Shola is using to do guy about belongs to Muiwa. He said, the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, the one who gave me the heart. I'm actually living on this man's credit. A Christian is living the life of Jesus out. Your own life, the old man died. This is Easter season, was nailed to the cross. The guy that rose up got a new life. In 1976, Tunde died. I died. I took the life of Jesus and that's the life I'm carrying now. I'm a Jesus donkey. The donkey that Jesus rode had nothing to show. I mean, it was just a donkey. I mean, people were not praising that donkey. That donkey was 
was only useful as long as Jesus was riding on his back. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Please sit down. That is ABC of Christianity. You have to get that. All that, my money, my, my pride, my position, my this. You have not died. You don't even understand the exchange. That's why we have so many Christians. When they talk, you are wondering, you are born again. Which, which, which version? Because God is raising an army. That's why I'm talking to you like this. We are dealing with demonic forces we have never dealt with in the whole world. We are dealing, and we must come out harnessed. We must come out like the army of God. There's so much power in you sitting down here. And with God's help, you will tear down the works of the enemy in the name of Jesus. But you have got to understand some of these principles this morning. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Another key is that there must be an understanding of fatherhood. Among the millennials and younger generation, there seem not to be that understanding. Fatherhood is not age. Some of you are older than Pastor Shola and Pastor Abigail. But do you know they are the fathers of this house? How many of you agree they are the fathers of this house? Uh, the, uh, please, if your neighbors is not raising your hand, let's do try again. How many of you agree that they are the fathers of this house? Let's give them a big hand and appreciate them. Fathers give you your identity, your DNA. The way you look, if they check very well, you took from your parents. If you don't have from both, well, are they? Hallelujah to Jesus. Look at Isaiah 51, verse um, 1 and 2. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock where ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pits where ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and to Sarah that bear you, for I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. I want to say to you, if you are serving under this commission, fathers are also portals for you. Portals in the sense that certain things from heaven will come through a father. Lot followed his, his uncle, who was like a father to him. After a while, he began to have issues with the man. I'm not saying they are perfect. I am not. But if you don't know where God has placed you, my Baptist pastor used to say, when a, 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 a rodent misses his track, is going to be running helter skelter, radar, radaish. Do you understand that? When God has placed you in a place like this, you got to understand that it's a divine placement. God places in the body as it pleased Him. We have so many people running helter skelter and not being able to make the impact necessary for the kingdom. You will not break your ranks in Jesus' name. I said, You will not break your ranks in Jesus' name. Philippians 2, um, hmm. 20 to 24. Let me read from the easy translation for you. Timothy really loves you as I do. There's nobody else here with me like him. Everyone else thinks about themselves. 
They have no interest in the things that are important to Jesus Christ. But you know that Tim, what Timothy is like. He has walked with me like a son walks to help his father. Together we have taught people God's good news. That is why I hope to send him to you soon. But first, I want you to know what will happen to me here. The Lord has helped me to, to hope that I will soon come to you myself. God gave me this message for you as a church. Some of the things I'm saying here could preach a thousand and one things to you. But listen to me very well. Sons and daughters must take the spirit of their fathers. People that stay long with me, they operate in the same gifts I operate. Elijah, Elisha, Grace came by following. Anointing comes by environment, association, and influence. That's how you get it. You can't just sit like this and say, let them be doing the church now. I'm here. Let them be moving the church. God will, not, God will drop nothing on you. It's an honor to serve God. Somebody say, I want to serve God. You have to serve the man of God. Uh-huh, you see now. When I started operating word of knowledge, I was washing a man of God's clothes. I said, same vision. The flesh must die. Humble yourself wherever God puts you. Humble yourself. We are talking about the manifestation. These are things that can hinder you from manifesting. It's a privilege for you to serve God. Um, the centurion said in Matthew 8, 9, I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. I said to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he do that. Do you know that Elijah, Elisha kept following Elijah? He said, I'm going there. I say, I will not leave you. I'm going there. I will not leave you. I'm going there. I will not leave you. I'm going there. Elijah seems to me like a guy that had problem himself. You kill hundreds of prophets one day. You get an SMS from Jezebel the next day. And you are running for your life. How do you follow a man like that? Today, he's killing prophets. Tomorrow, he's running for his life. But he knew what he was looking for. Hallelujah. You are going to have to follow the anointing that you covet. You won't find a perfect church anywhere. And the day you find a perfect church, once you become a member, their record has spoils because an imperfect person has joined the church. Welcome to church. Hallelujah. I tell people the church is a hospital. Glory to God. Glory to God. I tell you, I'm in the spirit. You are called to compliment and not compete with your covering. Don't let anybody fool you. I don't know if it was Lester Sumra. I think it was Lester Sumra that shared. He said, as a young minister, every time when he finished preaching, one woman would come and meet him and say, oh, you are the most anointed person that I've ever had. He said his own head too was doing one kind. He said, so another young boy preached. Then they came and met the boy and said, ah. The same woman said, you are the most anointed person. So he said, he just felt deflated. So this is how this woman goes around telling everybody they're the most anointed. Anything with more than one head is a monster. 
You may be able to preach better than these people. You're, you may even see more vision than them. People may even say, fire, the fire in your life is too much. They want to kill you. <laughs> I know I've been a Christian since 1976. I know what I'm talking about. People will come and prophesy to you and say, God told you, God told you. He said, the, the crowd that can, can see for you your ministry is a hundred times of Pastor Shola's crowd. Is it crowd we are competing about or the will of God? Don't worry, I came with my amen and my hallelujah. I came with my amen and my hallelujah. This commercial idea of ministry, we need to throw it away. The commercial idea that when I say with Pastor Shola for two years, then I would just, it's just like we are, we are doing, we have a trade in shop. I'm learning spare parts to sell. I have, I've, I've learned the trade. The thing is a calling. When I was four years old, I knew I was called to ministry. I didn't just wake up because of lack of something to do. A need is not a call. Because there are so many young people breaking out, doing stupid things, and they think God is with them. Ten, I've had people that left me 25 years ago who are back. 25 years ago. And then when you look at where they could have been and where they are, you feel sorry. Now, I'm not saying God can't lead you. That's not what I'm saying. But your, your goal, see, I will share some things with you. We do a lot of mission work. We have 125 mission churches in the front line. You know front line, ba? Do you know the meaning of front line? Uh-huh. Those places that if they say you should come and go, you say any amount of money you will pay me, I will not go there. You, don't you know those places? Within this nation and outside this nation, we work in those places. My mission director went somewhere. You know why people are doing many of these things? Because you are in your comfort zone, we'll talk, we'll talk about another anointing. When he got there, they said, hey, you are welcome, pastor. You want to build church? He said, yes. He said, come. So they took him to one house. There was an old man. His two legs were withered, dry. They said, if your Jesus can heal this man, you are welcome to build a church. Pastor said, he started sweating. <laughs> he started sweating. He said, Father, hey, Jesus. So just to waste time, he said, do you have oil? They went and brought granite oil for him. <laughs> he said, pray. Ah, Lord. So he said, he began to rub the granite oil on the man's leg and was just crying to God. God, if you don't show up, I am finished. When your ministry hasn't got to that level, that if God doesn't show up, you are finished. You are just wasting time. When it is not supernatural, when it is not God-driven, you can build a church without God. The Bible says, except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that built it. I pray that your work for God will not be in vain. I pray that your work for God will be eternal. Pastor G said, suddenly the leg started to pop like popcorn. Pra, pra, pra. Then he said, he got bold at that point. He said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. <laughs> the Baba stood up. Oh. The Baba stood up. 
Everybody gathered. We have built a church in that place with about 400 members there in the deep north of this country. I want to tell you there's power. There's power in the name of Jesus. I want to tell you there's power in order. There's power when you go where God sends you. The angels will be waiting for you. And let me quickly drop this here. I don't know who needs it. Don't just change a job because the money is better. That's a word for somebody. The will of God is very important. Most of the time we are saying, I'm not manifesting. If God did not send you, why should he manifest? The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I said the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Are you getting something? Is it hard? Psalm 92 verse 10. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with what? Fresh oil. Hallelujah. There's a fresh anointing that gives you the ability of a wild ox to be irrepressible, to stretch beyond your comfort zone, to be stable, and to have longevity in ministry. You know, a wild ox, if a cow goes crazy, what do you do? You run away from it. Oil always rises to the top. I want to say there's an oil on your inside today that will rise above every challenge in your life, rise above every challenge in your family. Listen to me. The, the psalmist said, when my heart is overwhelmed, take me to the, the rock that is higher than I. Have your own personal time with daddy. God knows each one of us by name. When we are singing here, our voices are different. God is not just hearing house of David. He's hearing you yourself talking to him. What I'm trying to live with you, child of God, is that have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. God has no favorite children. You can approach God as much as I can approach God. But if you don't come, God is lonely. I say, God is lonely. Yeah, there are many angels. I got three children. They are big men now and lady. They are no more at home. They are all far away. They, all, they are very important to me. It doesn't matter who is around me. When I hear their voice, something changes. God has tattooed you on the palm of his hand. Can a nursing mother forget her baby? Say, even if they do, I will never forget you. I've engraving you on the palm of my hand. That's how important you are to him. So why doesn't he hear from you ever, except you need something? Sometimes just lie down there, play worship. I'm telling you, one time in 1989, Pastor, I had a very rough time in ministry. And I thought of quitting. You won't believe that. I thought of throwing the towel, but I can't go into that story. And I was just on my face before the Lord, just worshiping him. How close do you want to get to Jesus? As close as you want. As close as you want. And then it, it took me to heaven. What I'm saying, many of you will be experiencing things after I've left here. You will see angels. It will take you trip to heaven. When you get there, say, is it how, how heaven is? 
We are in the time of the manifest presence of God. God is lonely. When I got to that place, angels are singing for him, but he wants to hear your voice. How many of you are parents here? When your children call you, how do you feel? So if your children call you, even you and your husband are quarreling because now your husband is feeling that the children have taken his place. He's feeling jealous. When I got there, there was a huge stadium. There is a huge stadium there. And I saw saints that have died. There were so many in the stadium. And I was like in the middle of the arena. All of them were calling my name. I don't even know how they knew my name. Your family members will know your name now. When you get to heaven, you will not, you have to say, I can I introduce you to Abraham? Uh, you will see him and say, Papa, 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 Abraham. And in heaven is the big men that serve there. Let's leave that side. But they were all calling my name. Oh. Don't give up. You know the way they cheer. If you're an Arsenal fan, they say, Arsenal, Chelsea. Ah, well, I don't come. <laughs> Mind you. They were all calling my name. When I was coming back, the Lord said to me, go and encourage other ministers. And that's something I still do till today. What I'm saying to you is that those for you are more than those that are against you. But there has to be an intimacy with God. You have to connect. Keep that connection. Anything that will break that connection me, I run from it. Somebody said to me, eh, I have problem praying. Somebody called me the other day. They say, I'm praying. Then they call me again. They say, I'm praying. They call me again. They say, I'm praying. They say, why are you always praying? I say, because I don't have any other choice. When Boko Haram first started. Eh? <laughs> to enter church, up to now, the checks we have. Is more than airport. So you are praying all the time. Bible says pray without season. If you don't have big problem, you will not pray. Or if you have another thing, you put your eye on. Prayer is my juju. Faithfulness is my juju. Going where God sends me is my juju. I sense that God wants to drop something on somebody today, this morning. In the month of December, I was invited to a small church in our town. The pastor was thanking me for coming. Me, I was thanking him for inviting me. That church doesn't have roof. It was open heaven. The air condition was blowing from up. <laughs> the windows too were open heaven. He, did, he said he didn't know if I would come. I said, why wouldn't I come? You didn't invite me. God invited me. I'm talking about putting this thing down. It will limit the manifestation of God in your life. Hallelujah. While I was in that church, I saw a mantle come out of heaven. God gave me a fresh mantle in that church. It dropped on me. You can't just do what you like. You are not your own boss. If God does not anoint you, you will fall into the hands of corny men and corny women and familiar spirits will take you over. Praise the Lord. We will soon be praying, but I need to get through this and be obedient to God this morning. 
Matthew eleven twelve. You know when you bring out oil, how do you bring out oil? There's a press. There's a squeeze. How many of you have first squeezed lately? You felt things were uh, uh, pressure. Is the oil of God that will come out in your life in the name of Jesus? Matthew eleven twelve Amplified Classic says. And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault. And violent men seize it by force as a precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with the most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Is that in your Bible? Or am I reading another Bible? The kingdom of God suffered what? And the violent take it by force. I'm telling you, there's another gospel that is being preached, and we are not ready for what God wants to do in the body of Christ. It's going to cost you something to see a greater glory in your life. I just have to tell you the way it is. That means Satan will put pressure against you, but you will see a greater glory. Paul said, intense exertion. That means there will be times you, you stretch. It will be like, to, just to obey God sometimes will be like that. But I want to tell you the glory that is coming, what God is about to do in our time, and I'm happy to be alive at this time. What God is about to use you to do in your family has never been done before. Everybody wants the testimony of Joseph, but they don't want the test of Joseph. Joseph, they lied against him. They put Joseph in the well. His own brother sold him into slavery. He went into to be, to Potiphar's house as a slave. He ended up in prison. But the Bible says, until the word of the Lord is what came. The word of the Lord tried him. Some of you are going through some of those moments right now, but I'm here to encourage you that if you will hang in there, if you will hang in there and stay true to God, God will remember you. He will lift you up. He will break the barrier in your life. A greater promotion, a greater glory is ahead of you this morning. The Lord is about to unleash you. He's about to release finances. He's about to bring you to to another level, but you must stand true to God. You must stay the course. Hallelujah. Any small problem, don't say you want to leave your marriage. If you find a perfect wife, she's a witch. If you find a perfect husband, he's a wizard. Nobody is perfect. It's a school where God wants to showcase how the church and Jesus, what we look like. I hope I'm helping somebody here. So to, that press is there. I've been in all, if I tell you some stories, places I've been, you won't believe it. But you stand true to God and God will manifest his glory in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me touch this subject one or two more. Hebrews 12, 15, and Psalm 1, 1. Never allow the root of bitterness to defile you. Can somebody say that with me? Never allow the root of bitterness to defile you. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, 
lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm saying it. Absalom was angry because the king didn't do the right thing. And then, of course, you know, he killed his brother. He was exiled, and Joab brought him back. Forty years later, he planned a revolt against the king. If there's something you are not happy about in your marriage, in the church, that is troubling you, this morning I beg you, release it. There's no amen. amen. Let me talk to people on this side. I said, if there's something you are not happy about in this church or in your own marriage or your own home, it's troubling you, your belly is spoiled. I want to beg you for your own good, release it. Can I get an amen? amen? Let me try people on this side. If there's something inside you that is bothering you, you are not happy about, in this church, in your home, in, in your office, wherever, I'm begging you for your own good, release it. Can I get an amen? amen? Let me talk to people on this side. I know what I'm doing. If there's something you are not happy about, that is bothering you, is spoiling your mind for your own good, I'm asking you, release it. Can I get an amen? Because the problem with defilement is a process. You just feel, oh, I don't, I don't like the way Pastor Shola is. I don't like the way Pastor Abigail is. Absalom was being kind to people. He didn't allow them to respect him. If they want to do obeisance to him, he would say, oh. But it was bitterness driven. People want to manifest God, but let me tell you, God does not walk through a heart that is bitter. I'm the only one that loves you in this ministry. You see, I'm the only one that keeps calling. When last did Pastor Shola call you? You say, why are you talking like this today? I came to get healed. You are getting healed. It's part of the healing. <laughs> because we are not perfect. We have a system in our place where, you know, small groups, somebody gets sick, people go to the hospital, they have a baby. People come Sunday morning to greet me and, and Pastor Tina and say, we want to thank you uh, for coming. And we've never been there. It's our leaders that have been there. But they go in our name. Don't create your own little empire within this church. Because if you do that, you have an Absalom spirit. An Absalom spirit undermines. He's always picking hole. Picking hole. And that will affect the corporate grace on the church. All right. I know it's a sore area. Can you just wave your hand and say, Thank you, Lord. And the brother said, but I'm educated. I got my first degree. I got my master's degree. I got my PhD. Uh, they need to. They, they, they. The church is not a political party. Where we say who are the, the yay and the nay. This, that is not the church. The church is a family, is an army. If you allow things like that, it can destroy you yourself. That's a problem. It will, it will stop the flow of grace. 
And a lot of people live with bitterness over small things. Five years down the line, they are still bitter. Ten years, and then before you know it, you are contagious now. You start, you start defiling other people around you. You start, you start spending that bad energy. You know, there are some people in church that when they see some people coming, they change direction. If you are coming like this, hello! <laughs> uh, you are not ready for the glory. You are not ready for the glory. I don't go to bed with one ill will towards anybody. I don't care what they said. I don't care what they did. The moment they say somebody, somebody, I'm praying for that person. So that my own access is not denied. Because you are still going to grow more. And if you don't deal with these kind of things, you'll just be building and scattering. If you don't see them as your father, find your father. I know he cannot say these things, but me, I can say it. I'm living. <laughs> Find your father now. Many of the things God has told me to do never made sense. Many of the things. Now let me read Psalm 1-1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man that walketh not. My two friends, we want to stand again? One stand on that side. One come this way. You come this way. Face that direction. All right. All right. Okay. Walk at not. So if you're walking together, just be walking slowly. Just walking. When that bitterness starts, then they stand it. Say, oh boy. They look up now, now maybe they walk out with you. <laughs> they say, oh boy, now wow, this is our church self. You know what you are doing? You are spreading the poison. Then when the thing, when the tourist sweet, then you go to each other's house and then you go and sit on your seat. Go and sit on your seat. If you are in that, no glory. Sit down. Everybody clap for the Lord. Clap for the Lord. Clap for the Lord. You cannot eat the pastor for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and expect to walk in the glory of God and expect the healing anointing to fall through you. It doesn't work like that. Praise the Lord. So that's why churches, the atmosphere can become very stale. All some people ever do is just discuss what's not working. I know your church is perfect, have you? If you have something to say, go and say it to the right person. And Hallelujah. Or form a party. Form a political party church. Where you do yay on Sunday. Yay, nay. Some people, there's nothing you can buy. Even this beautiful, this thing at the back. Say, why didn't they buy a size taller? Did you give? <laughs> why? They could have bought it. Did you give anything? Hallelujah. Don't worry, I'm almost done. I just, I want to finish. I want to be able to say to the Lord, I told them what you say, make I tell them who. A son abides in the house forever, the Bible says. That means when you are in a son, that even if you are no longer in this place, you are still connected to that house. 
Anybody that walks out and cannot connect was never a son. No matter how old your children get, my kids are not at home now, but we are always connected. Jesus is the one that said, a son abideth in the house. So you have to fight that spirit because that's what the devil used to kill revival. A very individualistic spirit that doesn't want to be led by anybody. That is John 8, 35. And the servant abided not in the house forever, but the son abided in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can feel like I'm, I'm, there's so much on my plate, but I'm just asking the Lord to help me to give you what you really need. <clears throat> Go to Deuteronomy 32, verse 11. I think I'll tell you two more stories and I'll begin to pray. Deuteronomy 32, 11. As an eagle stirred up her nest, fluttered over her young, spreaded abroad her wings, taken them, buried them on her wings... Um, put the, remain, the next verse for me. Verse 12, I think. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. The way, let me see if I have that translation. The message translation says, um, verse 11, he was like an eagle hovering over its nest, overshadowing its young, then spreading its wings, lifting them up into the air, and teaching them to fly. Tell your neighbor, it's time to fly. You cannot fulfill destiny in the nest. God likens himself to a mother eagle and likens you to an eagle. When the mother eagle lays her eggs on some high place, she comes home every now and then with the male partner and they bring in choice rabbit meat, gastronomical, epicurean titbits, the kind of meats that taste like hallelujah and smells like glory be to God. And the eaglet says, praise the Lord. My life is so beautiful. It's so sweet. This is the revival we have been waiting for. I bless you, Lord, with my Pajero. I bless you with my Mercedes. I bless you with my new house. And then the mother comes home one day and says, Hello? Hello? She begins to remove the sticks in the nest. Rather, the, under, uh, the, the, the cloth, the soft material, and the, the, the eaglet is now sitting on the edge on sticks. She flutters. She's able to fly and stand still. She has a, a, a wing spread, some say, seven to eight feet. And the eaglet looks at this mother and says, Wow, the wings of my mother are really big. Then the mother picks the eaglet up and they begin to fly. For the first time she's leaving the nest, she sees the beautiful sky. I came this morning to show you there's a beautiful sky of the glory of God and you must get out of the nest, your comfort zone. You must get out of it. You will not fly in the nest. When God told me to build the orphanage in the year 2000, we just had the Sharia riots. And if you follow those things, were horrible. And people were asking me, Pastor, what's the problem? People told me, Pastor, this is a waste of money. Today, 
presently we have 48 kids there. Many of them are undergraduates in university. Hallelujah. Some have graduated. Some have done different courses, accounting, dietetics, all kinds of things, mass communication. I don't know them from nowhere, but was not comfortable. I wasn't doing it. You see, many people think, what I'm trying to get to you is that the will of God is not always going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be comfortable. Because once we have a little bit of discomfort, Satan, get behind me. Satan, get behind me. It's part of growth. Young people, you will marry long. I've been married for long ago. 1988. Do the math. Some of you, maybe that's the year you were even born, Seth. But you are going to have to learn how to fly. So the mother eagle takes her up in the air. They begin to fly. After a while, she dumps the eaglet. And the eaglet is falling at a terrific speed. They say, oh my God, I'm going to die. And the mother eaglet picks her up again. How many of you have been in a situation where you say, God? God, oh. Anybody ever been there? God, oh. This is Okpari, oh. Father, if you don't come through. How many of you know he has come through again and again and again and again and again in your life? But what he's trying to get across to you, we treat resistance as not the will of God. Paul was resisted. He was either having a revival or a riot or in prison. But he realized that, listen, I'm an eagle, I'm not a chicken. At 10,000 feet, you will not meet any other bird but eagle. When you fly low, you'll be meeting all the quack quack yes and all the, you know, this one, <laughs> to low to low. And, those ones are eating rubbish on the ground. I'm talking about people that want to go higher. After a while, the eagle says, bless God, flaps the wing and they walk and she begins to fly. May I suggest to you that everything you face is for God to bring you to a place where you can use the word of God for yourself, where you can stand for yourself. One of my ushers, his name is Dickinsoni. They believe God for that, their daughter, in St. Gerard Hospital. The girl died, was still born, and the mother was losing blood. They just gave, say, go and bury this one. They want to take care of the mother. The guy took the baby to one corner with another brother. Say, Father, this is not going to happen. They didn't call for us. They raised their own child from the dead. Many stories like that. The first time I saw that in my own life, it scared me. God will bring you to places where you, you, it will be as if eh, you, you are almost falling off. But he will not let you fall. Don't let resistance be a problem. Learn that you are a lion. In the jungle, lion does not fear antelope. Every demon is under your feet. You are seated far above principalities, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, and the greater one is on your inside. You are destined for the skies. You are not going down in the name of Jesus. But you must have an intimacy with him. We were going on a crusade in one town. 
And suddenly, uh, I need to start praying. So, <laughs> suddenly, my, the guys, my team, had a bad accident. They left an hour or more before me. And I tell you, our drum set, everything was destroyed, cuts and bruises. I never shared this testimony myself for many years. Until the man at the center came to one convention and told people. So I said, if you told people, then I can help you repeat it. His name is Michael Oho. He lives in Abuja. He's an evangelist. He used to work with me then. He died. So they were looking for transport to convey the body. Just put him there. So I came an hour plus. People were just crying. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Me, myself, I was just filled with anger against God. I know you are so holy, you've never been angry with God. Me, God, forgive me. I was very angry with God. Have you never been angry with God? Me. That day I said, God, God, where were you when this kind of thing can be happening? We are going for crusade, far. What kind of report is this? I was challenging God. But when you don't know what to pray as, do as a pastor, you pray. When you know what to do, you pray. So I called some of the sisters, a few of them, and maybe one other guy. I said, let's just stand around this body and pray. I was angry. But we were praying. Ah, God, why? Holy Ghost, you, can, you could have done better than this. I'm being honest. Even the, your thoughts, God can hear it. So there's no point pretending. If you are not feeling good, go to your father and say, Daddy, honestly, not in a rude way. You know, there's a way your child will talk to you. You yourself, you will talk to yourself. <laughs> so I was just telling Daddy, ah, Daddy, you are more than this now. God, what, what's the... Then I had an audible voice behind me. The voice of the Holy Ghost. He said, you can call him back. So get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Sometimes when God answers you, you don't even believe yourself. That tells you my mental state was not one of... Uh, God will push you to the edge so you can leave the nest and fly. There was a lady that was crying here about her office last night. I told you that... Is it that God come the, the rug? Go, don't pray again, no. Is she here? Don't pray again. Just relax your mind. These are the times God pushes you to the edge. I say, daughter, fly. Fly. The second time I had it again, I just The third time I had it, and then I look around. If anybody had, nobody had. God copes with us. I said, mm. so I told myself, okay, he's already dead. What, if you know wake, at least I did my part. Be real with God, but be honest with him. So I just, after we prayed for some time, I just obeyed finally. And I called his name, and I said, in the name of Jesus, I call your spirit to come back into this. When I started, something took a hold of me. Some of you want to feel something before you obey God. But you have to obey God. The woman with the issue of blood did not feel anything until she made the contact. 
Some of you want to prosper when the money has hit you. No, you are going to give your way into it. The seed has to leave your hand. When I started praying, something came upon me that was not me. And like movie, this guy just, ah, ah, and then he was so angry. Ah. I said, Mike, what, what is going on? He said, Pastor, I was talking with my angel, and where I was, Pastor, you will not believe how that place looks. I said, Mike. <laughs> I said, Mike. You, yeah, he just had one daughter. And I'd just been married maybe in the second year of the marriage. I said, do you know what? He said, ah, pastor, that place. People that have gone to heaven, they are not missing Lagos. <laughs> they are not missing. The best place in this world is like toilets. You're a citizen of that country. I said, you're a citizen of that country. You carry a dual passport this morning. You are going to do something with me briefly before I pray. Stand up. What you are going to do with me this morning is this, with pastor's permission, I want to say to you that it is not the will of God to break up Nigeria. I know there are many narratives. But the only reason God put this country together is for the harvest and the access of that harvest. And we are seeing them in ways we've never seen them. Now, all the horrible spirits of terror, do you know we can, we can deal with them? Do you know if every single person here every day takes dominion over that spirit and you bind them, when you bind something, that means you tied it up. How many of you have a dog in your house? If your dog is trained, you say, Jack, sit down. Someone said, that's my name. I'm sorry. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo, sit down. What would that dog do? He will sit down. When Jesus says, I give you authority, that means we can bind those spirits and by the force of intercession, you know, when you pray in the Holy Ghost with groanings, when God gives you that, you can, every activity can be terminated in the spirit. Everything you see on the earth is also born in the spirit. But we have moved so much far away from authority, from prayer. When Pa S.G. Elton, I don't know if you know that name. That was the man that commissioned me into ministry. And many of the things we are doing today, yes. But many of the things we are doing today, he prophesied at that time. In fact, I thought he was crazy. Anyway, that's another long story. Maybe another day. But when I went to see him at Elisha, one other white missionary who was our neighbor up north had arranged for it because this Baptist boy is giving everybody problem. <laughs> so I went, as a, as a humble boy, I went to see Baba. The first day, he wasn't home. His daughter, Mama Ruth now, who is also very elderly now, I met her. She said, Baba is not around. Give me another appointment. So I went. When I walked in, that man just began to prophesy. There's no doubt you are called. Blah, 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 blah. He, kept, he went on and on and said many things and said many things. He has such a passion for this nation. That prophecy about Nigeria 
Africa being a, trig, uh, the, uh, a, a, a gun and, and uh, Nigeria uh, being the trigger, uh, uh, I believe, originated from him also. Do you know that God still wants to fulfill that prophecy? We can have the perfect will and we can have the permissive will. God didn't want Israel to have a king. They insisted. We are not insisting on the way of any man. We want the will of God for Nigeria to be done. Before Boko Haram started, God showed me that thing. I can't give you details, some of it, of, of the things he showed, but they've all happened. And he told me that if the church does not take their position, the gains of the missionaries will be lost. But I saw a stone from a crown in heaven that a hand caught on both sides and it floated into some countries, including Nigeria, and took out the work of Satan where terror is concerned. But God cannot do it without you. So, you are going to please join me. I need your faith to say, Father, this morning, every spirit of division, every spirit of terror in this nation, we arrest you. We arrest you in the spirit. We unmask your sponsors, your foot soldiers. We bring it to an end. Thank you for a divine intervention. Spirit of terror, we bind you. This is our territory. Jesus has given us this place. The sole of our feet, the soles of our feet have touched Nigeria. They belong to us. Nigeria belongs to us. We claim it for Jesus. Now open your mouth and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Wherever they are gathering and planning evil, let heaven scatter them. Let heaven scatter them. Come against every spirit of terror. Use your authority this morning. Oh Jehovah Oh Jehovah We come against that spirit of division he said, I have given you the heathen for an inheritance. We are not going to lose our inheritance in terms of souls in this land. In terms of souls in this land. Jehovah it's not the will of God to divide the land. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, we stand against it in the spirit. And all those behind the confusion, all those behind terror, we bind those spirits. We render them useless in the name of Jesus. Now begin to lose angels. 
Begin to lose angels. Begin to lose angels. Begin to lose the ministry of angels into every nook and corner, every forest. Lose the ministry of angels. Lose the ministry of angels. Lose the ministry of angels. Kalifo, Kalifo, Kalisto. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the millions of souls that need to hear that we shall not lose our harvest. We shall not lose the harvest of souls. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, as your servant, and by your direction, as you told me this morning, I stand with my brothers and sisters and in apostolic authority. You say, what I bind on earth is bound in heaven. We stand together. And we say the spirit of terror over Nigeria from the north to the south to the east to the west, wherever you are, we bind you in the name of Jesus. Let your full soldiers begin to scatter in the name of Jesus. We release the terror of the Lord upon you in the name of Jesus. We lose the ministry of angels against you in the name of Jesus. We sprinkle the atmosphere with the blood of Jesus. Every forest, every blade of grass, every sand, every molecule in the air. We say the blood of Jesus is against the activity of terrorism from the north to the south to the east to the west in Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. Lord, whoever is behind it, every tree that you have not planted, we uproot such ones in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Joshua told the sun and the moon, he commanded them to stand still. Father, as a church with a better covenant, we say everybody partnering with evil, we bind you in the name of Jesus. Everything that has been making you conducive and to function, we stop you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pledge as your people that every day for a few minutes, we are going to pray in the Holy Ghost for this land. We are going to pray in the Holy Ghost for this land. We're going to pray in the Holy Ghost for this land. We claim our harvest in the north. We claim our harvest in the south. We claim our harvest in the east. We claim our harvest in the west. We claim our harvest in the middle belt. We claim our harvest in the neighboring countries of the north. All over Africa, we claim the harvest that you've designed for us. In the name of Jesus.
Wave your hand and thank him for it right now.